Okay, good evening, London. So we actually、um, are doing a special broadcast at five thirty in the afternoon in our bed, not naked. Okay, so the the reason we're doing this now, normally we're actually doing our broadcast is around evening. It's just something just emerging out of us, and we really want to share with you. So today's topic is: I no longer wanted to hear my parents. Yeah. It's a big topic.、Mm. What do you feel? Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I mean, it's a really powerful thing. There's like this codependent desire in us as children to want to heal our parents, and Dr. Shafali talked a bit about this. It's like unconscious parents bring children into the world to be like the extension of themselves, and like so we 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 grow up this way, feeling like that we're the extension of our parents, and. It's like our mission, in the codependent states, our mission to save our parents, and we can't do anything else with our lives until we save our parents. Like everything, comes back around to saving our parents, and like showing them healing and all this stuff. And yeah, it's a big thing to to cut off. I cut my mom off a year ago. I told her I loved her and I need some space to grow my business and to do my own thing and to emerge into the world as my own voice. And since doing that, I feel so much more free and liberated, actually. And Nancy, you tell us what you just did today. So today, I something really interesting. Last night, me and Tyler was watching Dr. George Spencer's、um, Blessing the Energy Center, which is your seventh chakra. When watching about the blessing、um, energy centers, I suddenly get these goosebumps on my body, and I feel this wave of energy is going through my lower back. So I know there's something for me to do. So I said today I'm going to do these meditations. I did my meditations, and then suddenly I wanted to do this breath work. I said there's something is blocking me around my upper body. I wasn't able to identify. I said, okay, let me. Try Dr. George Spencer's breath, breath work. So I was going through my fourth chakra. I thought my chakra blockage will be around my root chakra or my second chakra, where my safety is, because I never felt safe. But it was really interesting. I was fine going through my fourth chakra, second chakra, third chakra. But when I go on to my heart and throat chakra. I can't identify which one is, but around this upper body, I suddenly just scream like, <laughs> and it's like screaming and screaming, and then start crying. This like wave of emotion comes up. I just start crying, and this is not the first time I experiencing this. I experiencing the same emotions, the same feelings, while doing Doctor George Spencer's blessing the energy center. Every time I hit the upper body where my throat chakra is, I I hate the same. The same emotion. I just like screaming and crying. While I was screaming and crying, I didn't even do this consciously. It's like unconsciously, something is triggering my energy to scream and crying. I suddenly hear this voice in my head says, "Nancy, you're too emotional." I suddenly feel this fear going through my body, and I start shivering on my back. When I start to feel nervous, I feel this shiver on my back, and then. I suddenly hear the voice say, "You're too emotional. You're too emotional," and I thought about my mom. So what I realized at that moment was, 
you know, I love my mom very much, and I have been on this healing journey with her, spiritual journey with her for four years. So our relationship is so much better now. But what's come up today for me was my mom. She has not been very comfortable with her emotion, even though she talks that she's really going through her emotion, but she never really, really going to her body as much, to feel her emotions. So what's end up happening is that when she's with me, she can't handle my emotions. So when I express my emotion, it really trigger her. So if I'm really excited or really energy, she will say, "Nancy, using too much energy. You need to save your energy." And if I'm too low energy, she will say, "You need to rest more. You need to not be too excited. Up and down, up and down." So even though what she's sharing is from a loving space. From her loving space, but it's actually limiting my me as a woman, especially going to my feminine energy, because I started to see that I'm wrong with my emotion. Either way, I'm wrong to feel too much excitement. I'm wrong to feel sadness, and my mom she's a very strong person, you know. And also, we always have this special relationship with our parents, because really, who do we get these patterns from? Our parents, obviously, our parents getting this pattern from generations and ancestor. So we have this special energy trap with our parents, that since my mom say would impact me in different ways than a stranger would say to me. So that while I was doing this breath work, I really feel the fear of feeling my emotions. What I didn't realize was. This fear of going into my body, feel my emotion, is actually blocking my throat chakra. My throat chakra is blocked. I was coughing and crying and screaming. The sometimes really weird experiences I had, and that is, you know, when when this energy is blocking on my throat chakra, that is I can't go into my body as much. But secondly, I'm afraid to feel. And I'm afraid to speak up because my life journey is about my voice. I didn't realize that by me not able to go into my body to feel the emotions, I was being made wrong with my emotion. Actually, impacted my voice. It's kind of like making sense now because sometimes you know I'm actually a very active person. I love dancing. I love singing, but I found very difficult to express myself fully. You know, I'm really expressive person normally, but I get shy. I get really weird, quirky sometimes to express myself fully, and and now I started thinking about it. It's because I was being made it wrong to express myself emotionally in different ways. So everything I do, I feel like my hand is handcuffed. I can't do it hundred percent. I can only do it forty percent, so I was living fear. What do you want to add on that about the the stuff I just shared? It's really powerful what you're sharing, and what I'm experiencing in listening to you share your story is, you know, my own journey.、Um, It's an interesting thing. This this other voice that is in your head, isn't it? That's like always, always with you, always with you, always with you, always with you.、Um, may I share my 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 bit on this? So 
last January, so a year, a year and three months ago now, I was doing breath work in Bali, intense breath work every single morning. And something happened in this one of my sessions. I felt this presence in my field, this omnipresence watching me, looking at me, judging me, critiquing me. All of these things were in my field. And I felt this presence of this voice. And then as I was feeling into that, I saw an image of my mother. I was like, holy shit. I was so unaware of how much that voice in my head was a programmed voice from my mother. And it just like blew me wide open in that moment to have this awareness. And this seems quite similar to what you're going through in the moment as well. And then I kept doing the breath work and I actually stepped into a space of nothingness. It was just this big wide open space with no more voice. And it was really bizarre to be in this space of emptiness. Like, wow, who's in here? It's like my, I, I reclaimed my mind in that moment. I reclaimed dominion of my mind. And since that point, my life has really shifted in how I perceive myself, the action I take, how I show up every day. It's shifted. And so I just want to say how proud I am of you and how much I commend you and taking this journey. Yeah, it was really, you know, it's hard. I, I sent my mom a message afterwards. I told her that I love her, but I really need some space and time to process these things for myself. You know, when I forced onto the spiritual journey, my goal was to heal my family, to have unconditional love for my family. And I've been doing so much work for my family. I introduced coaching, Tony Robbins, Landmark, everything I can to help my family because I love them and I see people into their potential, their gift, especially my loved ones, my mom, my stepfather. I really wanted to help them. I give them so much love as much as I can because I want them to see their soul. And my mom, you know, even my stepfather, they have been changed quite a lot. But what I also realized was today, it's actually not healthy for me anymore. Because with my mom, for example, I would share with her something really high conscious. Sometimes she doesn't get it for a few weeks. She will think about it. But when I first share with her, she may just fight me, fight me, because she's fighting herself. Because some things I share can be very deep. For example, where the non-attachment of the money and... Success, which is the journey I'm on at the moment, which I'm reading a lot about Eko Tolle's book. But I'm less about the book. I'm more about meditations, my own realizations. You know, I believe my wisdom is in my body. All everybody's wisdom is in their body. It's not about understanding in the headspace, which I feel my stepdad does a lot. He actually understands a lot of stuff in headspace, mm. but he doesn't really feel it in his body. Obviously, I'm not here to judging people, but I have to be honest with myself, like how am I feeling? And with my mom, she sometimes don't understand it, but she was choose to fight me. But it's not fighting me, it's more about her fighting herself. And sometimes she would say, 
I have been thinking about it for a few weeks, and now I understand you now. That's great. I'm really happy for her growth. And she even said to me, "Nancy, you're growing so fast. Sometimes I feel like I can't catch up anymore. I feel all this love, empathy for my mom. I'm sure I will talk to my mom very, very soon. But what I'm trying to say is that this energy keep me trapped、mm. in a codependency. I constantly find myself have to prove myself to other people, or I have to lower my frequencies to make people understand me. So I can't lead." That's why my voice is blocked, you know. I don't want to be someone sounds like really cocky or really egocentric, but I'm gonna share this from my soul. I know I have a very high consciousness awareness of things already, and I have something really powerful to share to the world. But my challenge is, I keep myself trapped in energy. I always have to overcome. So this was really difficult for me. I guess today the meditations breath will make me realize I can't do this anymore. I just can't keep going this anymore. It was so painful for me to hear myself screaming, crying, that I never had that space to feel my own emotions because I'm always made it wrong. Because my own mother is really scared of feeling her emotions. You know, she had a really traumatized backgrounds, and people like that sometimes really scared to go into their body. <sighs> and it's nothing wrong, and it's not she's a bad. But I want to go into my body. That is the thing. But if I'm keep people in my life that is not in that space, this is gonna fight me. But really, they're not fighting me. They're just fighting themselves. And by me keep staying myself in that space is, I'm just keep manifesting the same energy. You know, for example, I I see myself really drawn to people that don't want to work with us or don't really believe in what we do. Then I actually focus in the energy on people who really really love us. And I feel that. It's because the energy I have with my family, that I'm trying to overcome something, and that is not serving me anymore. So I made a conscious choice today to not speaking with my mom for a while, and I sent her a really loving message, and she's great because she actually learned over the years to respect my boundaries. She said, "I'm really happy for you taking the time for yourself." Not like my stepfather, which is another case that I'm going through today. I basically send him a message, tell him that I'm not happy that he's not respecting my boundaries, because a few weeks ago I shared with him about my feelings that I feel his negativity has impacted me. After a few weeks, I didn't feel he was only any part of it. But rather than play as a victim, tell me how much I'm hurting him. Everything, and it was like, and I was observing this space for a while. I was like, this is exactly what I thought. I feel that my emotion, my needs are not important. You know, in that message, he actually list 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 of the thing he has done for me. I just found that really childish, because 
you know, I I do feel I give so much love to people, especially my family. So today I have to tell my stepfather that if he doesn't learn to respect me, my boundaries, there's no relationship, and I'm just no longer willing to compromise my self love. And it's painful. I know my mom. I was speaking to her soon because she is really respecting me. But my stepfather, I really don't know what's gonna happen. Because, you know, there's some people. The energy is like, there's so much in that victim energy. You can't express yourself. If you express your feelings, they will make it about them rather than actually say. Maybe my behavior has impacted my loved one. Maybe let me have a look at this. Owning some part, it's not all about them, and I didn't feel that. So, because of that energy, caught in my space, I found myself attracted to people in my life that I can't express my my needs and desire because it makes me feel my needs and desires not valid. So yes,、yeah, so it was painful. I think with my stepfather's experiences, you can share some of your own experiences with your family if you want to help people understand this energy hook here. Sure. Yeah. First, I just want to celebrate you a little bit. Just say how beautiful it is to witness you in your process, and you know, I just yeah. So. Victim energy is a doozy. It's a tricky one, and you have to forgive me. I'm not exactly in my body today. I've been working a lot, so I'm a bit more in my head. So I just need to drop in and feel more. But yeah, you know, with with my mom, I always felt a level of guilt. Or like I owed her something.、Um, I'll give you an example. I feel when I was traveling,、um, an old friend of mine she let me keep some things at her house while I was traveling. And when she held the things, I never felt like I owed her anything. I just felt a lot of gratitude. And then it came to a point where I really wanted to get the things back, so I felt, you know, like I wanted to get them out of her house. But I never felt like there was anything there. It was just like a, an act of kindness, and that felt really great to have that. Now, and a different example would be I'm keeping some things at my mother's house, and I can't help but feel like it's leverage of some sort. Like there's some kind of leverage there to keep me in a space. Um, my mom's also taking care of my dog at the moment, and I'm really grateful for that. But there's moments where she'll bring in the space of my dog's health, or her, she'll bring something in, into like if I'm not talking to her. This is back when I was speaking with her, like if I was not speaking with her for several weeks, she would bring up something about my dog. So it's like a leverage, it's like an emotional leverage, and that's just not a very clean, loving space, and it's really painful. It's really, really challenging to be in. So I was sharing the bit about、um, the breath work, where I cleaned the the field, and I no longer felt her presence in my mind. That's great. That was a really beautiful experience. And then in 
June or July of last year, um, you know, Nancy and I really wanted to commit to building a beautiful relationship and a beautiful life together. Like, we're like, whatever it takes, we want to clear all these patterns. We want to break through everything. And so I came face to face with the relationship with my mother. I really sat with that. And it was feeling like there was a third person in our relationship. Like she was between us. And it was really just this strange, strange feeling. We just kept feeling that. So ultimately we decided to cut to cut her out. Like that was my that was my choice. So I could focus on myself. I'm not gonna it's not like I'm ever gonna talk to her again, but like I just I I had to cut the cord so hard. Kyle Cease talks about when his mother died, it was a huge relief for him because he was no longer trying to win her approval. Right? And the same thing is with my mother. Like, I don't wish my mother to die, but the relationship as we know it has to die. It has to die. There's just no other way. And I shared this with her, and she said she understood, but then two days later she was back to the way she was. So that was like a few years ago, or like uh, that was a long time ago. But anyway, so I decided to cut the cord hard. I'm like, I need to cut this completely because there's no way that this relationship can ever evolve if I stay in this space. So it seems really cruel and really harsh to cut your parents out of your life. But if there's a toxic codependency going on, I didn't see any other way. You know, otherwise I would just be in this trap. And this is the same thing that you were sharing with your parents. Like, we, we try to heal our parents. We, we, we try to stay in the space of like, maybe if I do something differently, or maybe if I reach a certain level of knowledge or success, then my parents will see me and understand me. Like, you know, for me, it's like, Maybe if I can prove my worth to my mom, like helping her with her life, with her relationship and get her to see how she's operating, then maybe she'll wake up and appreciate me for who I am and understand me. Like it's this crazy narrative that like they're not even aware that's going on. And then we're it's just this subconscious pattern that we're playing out. But without cutting the cord, it's just going to keep coming up. You know, I cut her off and then a few months later, I'm like, okay, maybe everything's fine. Like three months later, I'm like, maybe I can talk to her again. And, you know, we started talking and things were okay. But then we started to fall back into the old pattern again. It just like, it just subtly started to happen. So I had to cut it again. And it's painful, you know, like to have, to be in a space where you don't speak to your mother. You know, I used to speak with her almost every day. But if... I'm really committed to doing what I want and to making a life and a name for myself. I have to do whatever it takes to live my life for me, not for someone else. And What do you feel now after you cut it her out? I, I feel great. I feel great. It's funny. I feel, I feel both really great every day. I feel it's, it's amazing. I feel so free and liberated. And then as I'm sharing this right now, knowing that this podcast is likely to go online, I can't help but feel her hearing this. And then I'm, I'm feeling myself shutting down and silencing myself in the process. I'm aware, I'm aware of myself. I feel the same way because my, my stepdad, you know, he knows my broadcast. My mom, I'm not worried at all because my mom has been listening to my broadcast. I remember that one day I shared about how my mom made me feel and she was listening to the broadcast and she told me she was really triggered for a few days. She said she was listening, she was crying and then a few days later she, she asked herself a question. Do I want my daughter 
to share her honest feeling, or do I I want her to say what I want her to say?、Mm. And I know my mom has reached to this level of consciousness, so I'm not afraid of my mom. I know she loves me unconditionally.、Mm. That is really powerful feelings I have with my own mother. That's a really powerful point you just shared there. That she asked that question. That's a really powerful question to ask herself. It's like, do I want Nancy to share her truth, or do I want her to say things to make me happy? And I feel that that latter choice, to say things to make me happy, is the relationship that you have with victim people that live in the victim energy. They want. I feel like this is the relationship I have with my stepfather. Even me doing this podcast, I'm sharing my stepfather. I feel weebly. I feel a bit scared because I feel he's gonna get triggered because he's gonna make it about him. He probably gonna thinking about. You know how I make him embarrassed, how I make him looks bad.、Mm-hmm. You know the truth. I'm sharing my story to the world is to helping people and helping myself, and this is my truth, and this is a fact. People either choose to face it or they choose not to face it. So I feel this energy hook here with my stepfather for sure. I'm I feel like I'm shutting down as well, but I know this is something I have to move through because I can feel his judgment towards me in this podcast. Because he hasn't able to accept me and love、mm-hmm. me unconditionally. It, it's not so much about accepting you. It's 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 about a willingness to look at themselves, right? They make it about themselves. Like you know, we say these things, but they're going to make it this external thing happening to them, and feel like a victim in the space. Yeah, like Doctor Shavali talks about. Lots of parents they want to be a good parents for themselves. They don't want to be a good. It's not they want to be a. Good parents for their children, they want to to be a good ch- um parents as they looks good is as a external validation, because do they choose their children to be happy, or do they choose themselves to looks good, right? This is the real question here, you know. For me, unconditional love really comes from. You know, with me and Tyler, for example, we sometimes have argument on things. Why share my feelings? And. Tanner never said no. You're wrong. I don't think like that. For example, but he will say something like, "I'm sorry if I make you feel that way." Like, it it feels like unconditional love because he actually willing to look at his own behavior. Maybe has impacted me in some ways. You you know, I'm not like how do I say this? I'm trying to to explaining this, but I'm found myself a bit stuck. How do I say about unconditional love on that matters? It's like. I think it's a willingness to look at yourself, right? So if you share something with me that you're upset with. I don't go, oh, why are you attacking me? Why, are you, why are you being mean to me? Why are you doing this to me? That's my stepfather. That's well, quite a lot. Well, that's and vi- your mom. That's victim that. energy. So it's like, why is this happening to me? Why are you doing this to me? I didn't do anything wrong, and it's like, well, maybe. You know, and and authentic relating is a really great、um, tool. Authentic relating, it's like take ownership for what people are sharing, and take ownership for your own self. So when Nancy comes to me upset, even if she's really emotionally charged, and I'm like, I still I'm not saying I'm great. I still definitely have a reaction. I'm like, what the fuck? I'll be like, holy shit! Like,、um, I can be a bit reactive. But then, I start to actually. So like the other the other night we got into a, a fight,、um, and I was not in my most empowered state, right? I've been 
working so much and I was in the headspace, so I haven't been I haven't been feeling and connecting to my heart as much, which is um, challenging. I was meeting her with reason and logic, but then the next morning I was doing my breath work and I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "She she she's like I I felt I felt her and I actually took in what she shared and realized that okay yes yes I can own that fully right and. I think that's what makes for a really strong relationship, a willingness to own to own our own our stuff. Exactly. I think in my past with different type of people, you know, unhealthy relationship is that when you share your emotion, your needs and desires, the another party just shut you down completely mm. and telling you that why you're wrong for feeling this. How much they were hurt by you sharing your own needs. So slowly you learn that your needs and, and desire is not important. And this is what I'm feeling with my stepdad at the moment. You know, it's really sad if I'm talking about it right now because my stepdad is my stepfather, but I see him as my real father. And for the last few years, we've been, you know, when him and my mother was divorcing, I have been there for him, loving him, you know, as much as I can, supporting him. Mm. But I also feel this resistance in the relationship because... I feel like I can't share my needs and desire, especially he's just recovering from cancer. You know, sometimes I do feel he used that as a way to not going for what he wants in his life. You know, I do see that life as a gift and everyone is treating it differently. I do think this is a challenge between children and the parents. You know, if I be honest with myself, if I have to choose as a friend, I would not choose any of my parents as my friend, for sure, <laughs> because we are very different people in some ways. We we're vibrating at different frequencies. We're thinking very differently. Um, but they're not my friends. They're my family. You know, I I, and I do want them to be in my life. But at the same time, this pattern you running with your family that is the same type of pattern you keep running with people in business in personal life and it's really unhealthy mm. and when you were saying earlier about you feel you're owning your mom something and i feel exactly that with my stepdad because when i shared with him you know that i feel your negative has impacted me blah 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 i said like this is really not good for me and it takes some time out so he made it about him and then he tell me like nancy how i was giving you this money to supporting you blah blah I was like, why would he say something like this? Because this money was supposed to be a gift. I didn't go around tell him the money I spent on him a few years ago to help him things. It's just like, I feel like there was a trait. It doesn't feel unconditional. Mm-hmm. You know, that money he was giving us as a wedding gift. But then I feel he used it as a tool. Like, I gave you this, you should be nice to me. I thought that was a gift. So, yeah, I'm just like, I feel like I owe him something energetically sometimes. And I realize I share this with you sometimes when I'm out with people. I constantly fall into this space. I feel like I always feel I'm like I'm owing people something. And now it's making sense now. Because where do I get this pattern relationship from? My family. Mm. You know, we're taking relationship patterns from mommy, daddy. You know, different people, different space. It's not just from my mom. I got a pattern from my mom, my father, my stepdad. You know, everybody around me. I learned all this pattern with them. So that was a really, really interesting. But I think ultimately, 
for me is that I I know I'm in the space now. I have to make a change. I don't know what's gonna happen in the future, but I know at this moment it's about my voice. As long as I keep both of them in my space at this moment, that who are not encouraging my voice at this moment is not going to helping me. And it's really sad because when you're on a spiritual journey, your intention is to have a happy family together. But when I look at people like Michael Singer, Kyle, Echo, you know, I don't know enough about Echo parents, but you never really hear him talk about it. I think he even said he was like by himself for a few years. Michael never really talked to his parents. I'm like this highly awakened being. They seem they don't really talking to their parents. I can't help it thinking about. Maybe it's because they know or they had enough of that patterns. Like you shared about Kyle, you know what a crazy thing for someone to say. I really respect him on that. He said when his mother died, he felt relieved. He no longer needs looking for approval. And look at what happening to his business, his voice, his spiritual awakening. Now it's just like he's just so being himself.、Mm. And what like some people said, what horrible thing to say. Well, if you feel this is horrible things for us to say, then please don't listen to my podcast. I don't even need you to listen to my podcast. And my podcast is for people who actually want to talk about real shit, and for us to authentic relating. And this is the truth. This is stuff we don't want to talk about it, and it's just so inauthentic. We are walking around in this world sometimes that faking ourselves. Like the truth is, and you know, even I look at this coronavirus things. People are like, I'm so scared. You know, people are dying. Fine, but you know, we're all dying since birth. The question I have for you is: Have you ever actually lived? Like this is what's happening for me now. Maybe there's a, like a spiritual awakening, like a big one shaking my core now. Now it's like, you know what? I gotta tell some real shit to the world, you know. And I'm not gonna just go to people to looking for approval anymore. I actually have feel enough. Another thing was really, really interesting today happened was, me and Tyler we we are launching the brand Mama Chi. You know, if you haven't followed us, go on Instagram, Mama Chi. So M A M A Q R dot C O. We're launching in a week and a half. We already have a waiting list, by the way, on the immunity. It's amazing products. It's like the best. So, what happened was today I introduced Tyler to, uh, one of the marketing platform I worked with before. He was like really, really loved the features and. He just like、mm. really wanted to help us because he really loved our product. He says it sounds like magical, and you know it is a really really powerful products. But I was talking to someone else, another another platform. She's a Chinese and she has a platform. And I said to her, I wanted to work with you. I worked with her before. She's like, um, you know. The thing with her, she's like, I don't want to feature anyone that a、uh, health brand which which is not knowing at the moment is very sensitive, blah blah blah. She was giving me all these reasons, and then I get it, I hear her. But at that moment, I was triggered. She also said something like, "It's not about your brand. It's more about, um, you know, it's very sensitive industry." She said, "You know." Maybe what you can do is other platform can feature you. They can feature you on on when they feature Holland Baron and Boots. They can 
on on the side and feature you, I was pissed. <laughs> you know, I that hate me, and I feel like I was able to have this voice is because I actually stepping out of relationship today with my parents. Otherwise, I probably be like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. You know, people hate me, people rejecting because what what our ego likes to do is to focusing on people who is not resonating with you rather than say, hey, look, these people are not working with you. Your energy is not flow. That let's go to where the energy flow. Right. If I actually follow my energy, I probably would have met Tyler years ago. <laughs> rather than staying in a relationship that I try to overcome something there,、mm-hmm. try to make that person understand me. But anyway, so with this platform, what's happening was, I basically said to her, "Look, we're actually a really premium products, not like the product that is selling Holland Barrett, for example, because most of the health products that is currently sold in supermarket and Holland Barrett. I'm not speaking to." All the product I'm talk about most of the products, they actually are untraceable. You can't even trace where the ingredients from. You know, health industry is actually a very dirty plate industry. The reason that it's very dirty plate industry is because lots of people, lots of company are there only for profit. So what they do is they making maximum of profit by using low quality products. Me and Tyler, our business, you know, mission is to disrupt the old paradigm of the business. Actually. Make it a very high quality ingredients, high quality products, fully traceable. Another thing is that you know in the health industry is they can see they're made, they can say they're made in the UK, but they can source in their products all over the places. So what's end up happening is you may have like four, five different channels before you even know. Before you you get your ingredients, and that's really really dangerous because you don't even know where your ingredients from. And food for the industry is what four billions or something a year. I can't remember the number four billion. Yeah, that's one of the quotes. Yeah, so so, so it's like I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, like a fraud industry. Like how like how do you really trace the the amount of money? Exactly. So basically, I tell her. I said, look, like. I told her exactly what we're doing, what we're doing, why our products is great, is amazing. You know, we can say this with our confidence because everyone who takes it is like amazing. And also, we are working with our farmers and supply extra directly. Okay,、mm-hmm. we only have one stop. It's not like most of the product which is gone through like hundreds of, you know, different places. Like I said, maybe not hundred, like ten places.、Mm-hmm. So, you know, for us. Health industry, especially like like what we do, macro extract or other health products, people taking these products as last resource to help themselves to heal. But company is in here to making maximum of profit by using low quality products, or they sometimes they don't even know either. Okay, because they they so untraceable of the ingredient, they don't even know. So what's end up happening is people taking this product as last resource to help them to heal. But now they can't heal because of this. It's just like really fuck up, you know.、Mm-hmm. So I literally just said to her face, "This is how it is," and put, tell me like, "Oh, you when other people promoting Holland Barrett and Boots, they can promote us. You you guys can be alongside of them. Hell no, you know <laughs> we're the one gonna be the market leader because the ethical business substantially harvest the products are the futures are now are the futures." All this traditional business that is not focusing on ethical business practice, that we sh- will die eventually. So when she said that, I was literally hate her back, but not in an aggressive way, but making my stand. 
before I will be like, oh my god, especially she's a quite big platform. I'll be like, oh my god, oh my god, she hate me. I have a really bad, you know, no one's gonna help me. But today I'm like, oh, she's not right for me. I'm not going to wasting my time to convincing someone's to work for me, to work with us. And Tyler shared something really powerful about Dr. Georgia Spencer. Mm. What did you say about Dr. Georgia Spencer? Yeah, so Dr. Joe Dispenza, if you don't know, he, well, he's, for for starters, he's my hero, but um, he's a, a neuroscientist, and he's done all sorts of scientific research on the power of the mind and manifestation, and he's bridged the gap between spirituality and science, and he comes from a science backing, right? So he has all sorts of degrees, PhD, blah, blah, he's a, he's a doctor, um, He's done loads of research on all of this stuff. So he, his books, he has a book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Fantastic book. But it's very science-minded. And he admits that in this book and in his life's work, he's been trying to convince scientists that spirituality exists and that manifestation is real. And that you can design your life through thought. And you can heal yourself through thought. All of the stuff he has scientific evidence on. But he spent so much energy and so much of his life trying to convince these scientists that are extremely hardline. Scientists, as you know, are very hardliners. And they don't just agree to things so easily. They need to see irrefutable proof. So in his book, Breaking the Habit, he's trying to show scientists. And he's he's using all of the science like hitting people with all the science, why, why spirituality exists and why manifestation is real and all this stuff. And then in his most recent book, it's called Becoming Supernatural. He opens the book sharing a story about he's been trying to convince scientists his whole life that his work is legitimate. But something shifted in him. It was at one of his events. Some woman, she stood up. And she shared a story about how his work healed her and saved her life. I don't know what she healed herself from. Maybe it was cancer, MS or something. He has crazy stories of all these people healing from everything, from tumors to MS to cancer, everything. She she shares this story about how his work saved her life and healed her. And now she's perfectly in great health. And he says it was in that moment he felt a shift. No longer is he going to spend his energy trying to prove himself to people that aren't going to approve of him anyway. He's going to let go of that completely. And he's going to step into the space of saying, yes, there is much more going on in this world than just the science that can show. Like mysticism and spirituality and all of these things are real. I don't have all the science to show this, but I'm going to let go of the need to have scientific proof. I'm just going to go with the thousands of case studies that I have that actually people are healing everything, reducing massive brain tumors to nothing overnight. Not overnight, but like just doing his work. He's like, I'm going to let go of all of that proving people. And I'm just going to step into my voice fully and I'm going to help people and I'm going to heal people just by being me. And since he let go of trying to prove himself to all of these scientists and all these hardliners that would not ever approve of him anyway. As soon as he let go of that emotional attachment, his career's exploded. Now he's like world-renowned. 
He has an amazing TV series. Like he's just really taken off and millions of people love Dr. Joe. And it was all a result of him actually letting go of that attachment. That's really, really good. Thank you for sharing. That was a really powerful podcast. I love it so much. And you know what? My podcast is just going to get better because I always feature Taylor. <laughs> I love being here. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just going to get better because I'm moving through everything every day. And uh, I'm speaking out. My voice is coming out of you. <laughs> I love you guys so much. You know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> Yeah, love you guys too. It's really great just to speak our mind and yeah, speak our truth. Absolutely honored to be on the podcast. Love you guys. I'm going to cut it at 44, 44.